You're listening to The Health Classes You Missed. My name is Monica and I'm a secondary school health teacher with a passion for all things health. Whether you're currently at school or you finished 20 years ago, this podcast will help you understand those topics that may have been skimmed over, considered inappropriate or flat out ignored. So sit up straight, faces forward, let's get into it. For free and confidential advice about alcohol and other drugs, call the National Alcohol and Other Drug Hotline on 1-800-250-015. For 24-7 crisis support regarding substance abuse, misuse or addiction, call Lifeline on 131114. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode. As you can probably tell, I am back in my spare room To be totally honest, the studio is way more fun, so I'm going to try and get back in there as much as I can. I hope that you did enjoy last week's episode with Dill, the How's Your Head app, and the No Stupid Questions one as well. And if you are a new listener or learner, welcome. I'm very, very happy to have you here. I hope that you guys leave feeling more informed and empowered about your health. Today's topic is MDMA, which is a very common party rave drug. So the drug is generally seen or used at places where people are dancing a lot and partying and all of those things. And this is because of the effects of the drug generally, which of course we will talk about very, very soon. Now, in saying that, however, according to the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare, MDMA consumption is actually quite low across our country when compared to other drugs, and the use of MDMA has actually been on the decline over the past two years. So that is really, really good for Australia. So let's start today by talking about what MDMA actually is. MDMA stands for methylene dioxymethamphetamine. And I genuinely have to practice these words for you guys. You bet that I am just going to call it MDMA for this entire episode. Now, MDMA is an illicit synthetic drug that acts as both a stimulant and a hallucinogen. This means that it stimulates the central nervous system and causes a whole lot of serotonin to be released in our brains all at once. But of course, we will touch more on this later in the episode. Like all the other drugs that we have talked about on this podcast, MDMA has many, many names. And this includes things like caps, E, pills, pingers, bickies, or very commonly molly. Now, growing up, I don't know if this was just me, but I was always under the impression that when I heard people talk about MDMA and ecstasy, I thought that they were different things, different kinds of illicit drugs. But MDMA is actually just the scientific term, while names like ecstasy and molly, etc., are just slang terms for the same drug. Now, of course, MDMA is illegal here in Australia, and we know that illegal drugs are unregulated, which means that anything sold as ecstasy or molly or whatever could be pure MDMA or could be cut or mixed with literally anything. So the drug might not actually contain any MDMA at all. 
Now, MDMA comes in a few different forms. These include things like pills most commonly, and these are generally found in many different colors with different prints or stamps on them. And again, each pill could contain literally anything. Other forms include powders or crystal form as well. And generally this drug, how it's taken is it is swallowed by the person. And this is because it's usually found in a pill or a capsule form. So of course, as we just talked about, MDMA could literally be cut or mixed with anything. But there are some more common fillers that the drug is mixed with. So according to Health Direct, some of the most common drugs or fillers are things such as household chemicals and cleaning products, ketamine, which I've done an episode on. So if you are interested in listening or learning about that, please head over there. PMA, which I'm not even going to try and pronounce, but it is a psychedelic drug or synthetic cathinones, which are more commonly known as bath salts. Now, obviously, there could be many, many more things that could be mixed in there. Some of these are just more common. And this just means that the risk of overdosing or poisoning is really, really high when it comes to MDMA. And we will talk a lot about how to help someone experiencing an overdose or a a bad reaction to the drug later on. All right, so we've talked about what it is, what the real name for it is, some slang terms, uh, what it can be mixed with. Let's talk about some effects of the drug. Now, some factors that will, of course, influence how MDMA will affect you include things like the amount of the drug taken, the strength of the drug, your size, weight, and general health, whether or not you use the drug commonly, and if you are using other drugs or alcohol at the same time. According to the Australian Drug Foundation, or ADF, MDMA generally starts to work about 20 minutes after it is taken orally. And the effects usually last anywhere between three to four hours. Sometimes people experience them for a bit longer, up to six. And some side effects can even be experienced for a few days. Now, some immediate effects include the following, and there is quite a big list here. So I'll try and take it slow. The first thing is feelings of euphoria, feeling really energetic, and feeling very confident. The second thing here is dilated or large pupils, heightened senses, so that's your your smell, your touch, your taste. Some people might experience quite excessive sweating, a really rapid heartbeat, and a reduced appetite. Jaw clenching and teeth grinding is really common when using this drug. Feeling nauseous or actually vomiting is also an effect. And some other effects here include anxiety and paranoia, irrational behavior, dehydration and overheating. A person might also experience psychosis, immunosuppression. So this just means their immune system is not where it's supposed to be and not working in the way that it should. Really dangerously, it can cause some people to experience a stroke or serotonin syndrome or toxicity. Now keep this term in your mind for a little bit later because we will touch on this again. So those are some of the immediate effects. Those are the effects when a person takes the drug straight away. Now there are, of course, as with a lot of the other drugs we've talked about, effects afterwards. This is called a come down. Now a come down is what can happen after the MDMA has actually worn off. And according to Health Direct, 
This can leave a person feeling depressed, anxious, really irritable and paranoid. They might have trouble sleeping and concentrating. They might find they have a reduced appetite, not be able to eat. And a person might experience muscle aches as well. Now, of course, listening to that list, these are not things that make you want to get up and exercise or go to work or even socialize. So if you are someone that takes MDMA regularly, the effects can actually begin to impact relationships and other parts of a person's life too. Moving on now, let's look at some of the longer-term effects. So, of course, it's possible that long-term effects can occur through regular MDMA use, much like many other drugs. It is also possible to develop a tolerance to the drug. So, this basically just means that you have to take more of the drug to get the same effects. Now, some of the longer-term effects include being more susceptible to colds or flus due to a reduced immunity, which I talked about immunosuppression just before. Some people experience severe depression. They experience dependence on the drug, meaning that they feel like they need it. They can't maybe go out and socialize without it. A person might experience a reduced ability to control their emotions. There might be general personality changes, as well as problems with memory or concentration. In addition to all of this, people can experience damaged nerves, exhaustion, liver problems, and even cracked teeth from clenching or grinding while using the drug. Health Direct also claims that people who already have mental health problems should not take MDMA due to the severe come down mainly, which of course can make them feel way worse and also make symptoms worse if they're already experiencing those things. So if people are already feeling a certain way, drugs can often be used to escape reality or make people forget their emotions or feelings. That is a massive, massive problem when it comes particularly to MDMA because of the symptoms afterwards and because of that crash that is often felt afterwards. Now, I'll talk about why the crash happens in a bit. Of course, as well, some people will be more susceptible to long-term effects than others. And mental health problems or being susceptible to mental health problems is a really, really big factor here. In addition to this, people who use any kind of antidepressant medication, such as SSRIs, should never mix this with the drug of MDMA. And this is due to an increased risk of something called serotonin syndrome or serotonin toxicity. So what is serotonin syndrome? Let's start by talking about what serotonin actually is. Serotonin is a brain chemical that helps to regulate our breathing, our body temperature, our digestion, and our blood flow. Now, it can also impact our mood as well. And symptoms of serotonin syndrome can be quite mild for some people, but can also be very severe for others. And that, again, is just shining light on that point that you don't ever, ever know how drugs are going to affect you. It does not matter if your friend has taken the drug a million times and has felt fine. It doesn't matter if you've taken the drug a million times and you've felt fine. Every single pill or capsule or whatever you are taking is different and it will affect you differently. You have no idea how it will impact you. And that is really, really important to remember. According to Healthline, serotonin syndrome can occur 
for a few reasons. It doesn't just have to be from people taking MDMA. The first is people accidentally using medications that might not be suitable or at a dosage that is way too high for them. The second is when people combine two drugs that can be illegal or legal that both boost serotonin. And the third, of course, is intentionally taking too much of a drug. Now, symptoms of serotonin syndrome include the following. You might experience tremors, agitation, anxiety, nausea and vomiting, a dry mouth and a dry throat, and flushed skin. Some more severe symptoms include loss of consciousness, unresponsiveness, coma, or seizures. And obviously, it can cause death if it is not promptly treated based on those really severe symptoms there. So this is not something to play around with. This is not something to risk, especially if you are a person who takes antidepressant medication or any additional medication like that. Now, following on from that, what happens when you mix MDMA with other drugs? Again, I'm going to say it, it's super unpredictable and can be really, really dangerous. Now, according to ADF, this is referred to as something called polydrug use. And if you listen to the ketamine episode, you will remember, or you should recognize maybe this term. And this is just means that you're using more than one drug type together. So what happens if you mix MDMA and alcohol? There is a increased risk of dehydration and therefore an increased risk of drinking too much water, known as water intoxication. And this is really, really dangerous. This can cause headaches, nausea or vomiting. It can cause drowsiness, increased blood pressure, confusion. It can also cause brain swelling, which can actually be fatal as well. What happens if you mix MDMA and ice or speed or cocaine? When mixing with these drugs, there is an increased risk of experiencing anxiety. There tends to be reduced brain functioning due to a dopamine depletion. And there's also an increased risk of stroke. And lastly, what happens if you mix MDMA and antidepressants. So we just talked about serotonin syndrome or serotonin toxicity being one option. A person might also experience drowsiness, restlessness, and dizziness. So we have just covered a lot, a lot of effects. There are not many good parts of taking this illicit drug. There are short-term feelings of euphoria, short-term feelings of confidence, and short-term feelings of energy, right? But there are more things, let's be honest, that can go wrong. And again, this is just because the drug is super unpredictable and can be mixed with literally anything. And as we talked about at the start, overdoses and poisoning, of course, is a risk. Now, this usually occurs due to hyperthermia. So I say hyper really are pronounced because there's a difference between hypothermia and hyperthermia. Hyperthermia is where the body heats above about 40 degrees, which can cause both organ failure and death. It is important to understand that this isn't just from overuse or taking the drug too much, but this can actually occur from one single pill or capsule. Not only is there no way to tell what is actually in the drug, you can't ever fully know how you will react on a given day. And at the end of the day, as I've said in many, many, many episodes, no one should be taking illegal substances. And of course, 
This is what is taught in schools. But does that mean that drug use just doesn't happen? No, and it's generally not very realistic. It's important, firstly, to understand how to identify an overdose and, of course, how to help your friends if you suspect that someone is having a bad reaction to MDMA. So let's talk about that. Let's touch on some signs of an MDMA overdose. According to Health Direct, these include things like agitation. So this might look like a person is really acting out of character or experiencing quite irrational behavior. You can't calm them down. You can't rationalize with them. Anxiety, aggression, or paranoia are also very common. So again, you might not be able to talk to them properly. You might find that they want to get away from you or they're really scared. A person might experience confusion, vomiting, and have a really, really high temperature. And I just want to touch on the water intoxication again. So some people have actually died by drinking too much water and overheating as a result uh, of feeling really hot on the drug and like they need to drink heaps and heaps of water, generally due to the environment that the drug is being taken in. So, you know, hot conditions like nightclubs or at raves or wherever else. Now, as we should know, overdose can lead to comas or to death. And remember, ambulance officers do not have to call the police. You should not be scared of getting in trouble. You will be in more trouble if a person dies instead of getting them help. So if you are even slightly worried about someone that you are with or that you've seen even, call triple zero or call your local emergency number wherever you live. Let's move on and talk about how long MDMA stays in your system. So this is very general and will depend on the amount used. In the urine, it can be detectable for up to three days. In the blood, it can be detectable for about one to two days. In the saliva, it can be detectable for about one to two days. And in the hair, it stays for a lot longer. It can be detectable for up to three months. And some people might be like, why would you test your hair? But this is quite common for athletes and for some people for their jobs. It's also important to know that there is absolutely nothing you can do to make the drug go through your system faster. Your liver needs time to break it down once it enters your system. So doing things like drinking a lot of water or whatever other wives tales anyone has ever heard about alcohol or any other drugs getting pushed through your system, it does not work. Time is the only thing that allows drugs to leave your system. All right, let's talk a little bit about MDMA and the brain. Now, this is a very basic and simplistic way. Obviously, I am not a neuroscientist. I do not know all the ins and outs, but this is what I have taken from the research that I've done, and I think this is important to understand. So this is all according to the National Institute on Drug Abuse. Now, we are actually going to welcome back our mate Serotonin here and learn a bit about what actually happens in a person's noggin when the drug is taken. So, and I am directly quoting some of this. The first thing here is that MDMA increases the activity of at least three neurotransmitters in the brain. And we've talked about a couple of these already. So the first one is serotonin. The second is dopamine. And the third is something called norepinephrine. Now, MDMA either increases the release of these chemicals or it reduces their uptake. But either way, this results in increased or out of whack levels of these neurotransmitters or these chemicals in our brain. 
Now, our brain actually works really hard throughout the day and throughout our entire lives to keep all of these things level where we need them to be. So when a person takes illicit drugs or things that are unregulated and and the amount taken is not prescribed by a doctor, this can cause harm to the brain and this can make things a little bit out of whack. Now, MDMA actually causes a greater release of serotonin and norepinephrine than dopamine. And this excess is what causes people to feel quite euphoric or have a lot of energy or in a really good mood when they initially take the drug. And this is because serotonin, as we touched on before, is responsible for regulation of mood, for sleep, for our feeling of pain, etc. And the physical effects that we experience are because of the norepinephrine. So these are things like higher heart rate or higher blood pressure. So when the serotonin is released in really large amounts in the brain, MDMA then causes the brain to become depleted because there's just been this up, 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 release, release, release. There has to be a drop or a fall somewhere. And this is why people feel so terrible after taking the drug during a come down. Now, low levels of serotonin is associated with poor memory, confusion, anxiety and depression, paranoia, and trouble concentrating. So regardless of whether a person experiences serotonin syndrome or serotonin toxicity, there are still symptoms and effects of having low levels of serotonin after taking MDMA. Brain imaging has also shown that MDMA can cause a decrease in brain activity at rest. And this is in areas of the brain involved in learning, memory, and emotion formation and processing. These parts of the brain include the prefrontal and parietal cortex and the amygdala and the hippocampus. So there's a few brain facts for you. I hope that that makes sense and that we were able to follow along with that. Basically what happens if we say it short in a shorter way, the serotonin and those neurotransmitters, they are built up and up and up. All of a sudden, the drug's effects wear off. There has to be a massive drop and that's when people feel a really bad come down and feel like, they, you know, could experience poor memory, confusion, anxiety, depression, all of those things. Let's talk about something very important. I mean, the whole thing is very important, but this is very important. We're going to talk about helping mates and stopping taking the drug. Now, I've said this before, and I will bloody say it again, because recently I saw a TikTok with the caption, when your mate says he's not coming out and taking gear, and then the video was someone saying, I know you, mate, blah, 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 and like convincing them. And it was like this whole funny thing and all these people were laughing and saying how funny it was and saying, oh my God, this is going to be me to you on the weekend. But I just, I just want to say, don't be that guy. Don't be the person that convinces your mates to do drugs with you. And that doesn't matter. I know I say don't be that guy, but that could be male, female, whatever. We know that drugs are associated with mental health problems and can increase the likelihood of developing any of these kinds of illnesses like anxiety, depression, or psychosis in severe cases. So if there is someone in your life that is trying to potentially take a positive step in their health, even if that's just for one weekend, and whether that's for their mental health, their physical health, the health of their relationships, whatever it is, do not be the person to convince them otherwise. We should all be aiming to be healthier and smarter about the choices that we make surrounding our health. And remember, just because you do something with your mates a lot and it's something you've always done doesn't mean that you can't change that. 
at any time. At the end of the day, everyone is open to making their own choices in their own lives. And it's really important that you are here listening to this episode and learning with me about this because it allows you to be more empowered and more informed to make decisions, whether that is a decision that you don't ever want to take illicit substances or try them, whether you are someone that does currently and you're looking to stop, or maybe you're just someone intrigued. Really, really good that you are here and you are learning and you are understanding the effects of what MDMA can do to your body. So some strategies, some strategies to avoid taking the drug or to help or distract someone in your life that maybe is trying to stop taking this drug or really any drug in general. These include things like hanging out and finding a hobby where drug taking isn't possible. This could be getting out in nature, getting out in those green spaces. It could help quitting drinking for a while. People are generally more likely to partake in drug taking when alcohol is involved. Eating well, staying hydrated. Again, these are all things I've said, but but don't ever underestimate how quickly that this can make a person feel good. This is also, you know, includes creating an exercise routine or going and talking to a professional about how you're feeling. And I know we've talked about that on my How's Your Head episodes. That can be quite hard at the moment, particularly in Australia. There are services out there where you are able to go and do like a, a phone consultation or a Zoom meeting or whatever it is. So there, there are the options if you aren't able to get into your or a therapist straight away face-to-face. And if you are someone that needs that or feels like they need that, make sure that you go and talk to your local GP and sort that out with someone that can really actively help you. In addition to all of this, making sure that you've got really good stress and emotional management. So this might look different from person to person. In fact, it will. It'll be different for everyone. And it could be exercise. It could be talking to someone. It could be yoga, it could be journaling, it could be literally anything, going for a drive, whatever it is that helps you to de-stress and to calm yourself down so that people stop using substances and abusing substances in order to help them stress relief. Because that is obviously, I mean, we know drug taking is not healthy in the first place, but it is really, really unhealthy if people use it as a coping mechanism above that. And again, remind yourself and your mates and whoever else that life doesn't just have to be going out and getting messed up all the time. It can look different to that. And if that's something that you feel proactive about and you want to change, start doing that. Use some of the techniques that we've talked about. Be the person in your friendship group to say, hey, I'm not going to do that this weekend. And then hopefully none of your friends are the types of people to turn around and try and convince you otherwise. So the biggest takeaway from this episode is that drugs affect everyone differently and are totally unpredictable. There is no safe level of illicit drug use and there is always a risk when using these kinds of drugs. With that, I hope that you do feel more informed after listening today and feel like you've learned some important info about the use and the risks and whatever else of MDMA. If you enjoyed this episode, please click that follow button and come and join me on Instagram at the health classes you missed. Look after yourselves, look after your mates, and I will be back in your ears on Thursday for another How's Your Head episode. See you later.